good Sunday morning to you and uh, wherever you may be. FRPC comes to you today solo. Vince is here. Uh, Nico, uh, unfortunately, is not. The reason why this podcast is late, usually on a Friday, we hit you with some hoops. Unfortunately, uh, my mother um, went into the hospital and uh, we are dealing with um, that slow walk, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, My mother is dying. Uh, I don't think there's a question about that. Um, It's been hard. So I apologize for us being late. I apologize. It is on me. It is not on Nico. Um, We are trying to provide consistent Hoops talk, um, football talk on Mondays, and unfortunately, life got in the way. For those who don't know, my mother is struggling with a litany of issues. She has a she has congestive heart failure. She has kidney issues. COPD. That's from the smoking. She also has an aneurysm that is, it is at least eight centimeters, if not more, because it's been growing. And what it's doing is kind of surrounding her heart and squeezing it. She has decided to forego the surgeries. Uh, She didn't know if she could make it through it. the observations of the doctors is, you know, is that it was pretty much 50-50 shot, whether she could uh, survive the surgeries. <clears throat> but, you know, I don't think she realized that with that, that this was going to be just basically a, um, a merry-go-round to the hospital. She was trying to avoid that. And um, some little back history on our family is that, uh, <laughs> early on or all of us every last one of us I'll put it that way I think we've kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for I'm sorry if I'm a little jumbled so just bear with me with this you guys wanted the full scoop you guys wanted the real you guys wanted the journey this is a journey I'm on so I do apologize but we as a family weren't the most well, responsible, 100%. But I think also we just didn't have um, fighting through adversity. Now, I'm not going to say I'm better than anybody else because I'm not. You know, I I hid for a long period of time with um, substance abuse, with alcohol. And uh, now I'm living or trying to live day by day uh, for the last six years without alcohol and just turning my life over to my Lord and Savior. Now that has 
100% help. But uh, the one thing I do agree with, and I don't know if you you know, I haven't read it in a book or anything, but there are doctors out there that say that once you really start abusing substances and what have you, you really stop aging at that point because your maturity level and how you how you overcome things or how you figure things out or how you contemplate what is actually happening to you, you're not doing it on your own anymore. You're allowing the substance to take whatever feeling is away. So usually when you get to a point where you stop drinking or you stop using drugs or whatever the case may be, you usually have a lot of immature grownups. Um, maybe not in every area, could be in certain areas, could be in responsibility, could be in procrastination, could be in can't make a decision, could be in choosing a mate, could be in um, making terrible decisions. It can be a lot of things that can manifest itself in a lot of ways. The reason why I bring this up to come full circle is that my mother has dealt with just not being able to make up her own mind. Um, She's dealt with not knowing who she is totally. And really, to tell you the truth, she's always had someone in her life to tell her what she likes and what she doesn't like. Now, you would think, hey, that seems weird. Why would that be? Um, my father was abusive. I think we've talked about this on the life pod, obviously. But just because you get rid of somebody does not mean that their shadow doesn't impose itself on you. And I think my mother lived in a in a prison of her own making for a long period of time. I know how this feels because I was directionless. I was motivated by adoration, not by money. And I'm not talking about adoration is talk about theme. I'm talking about just the ability to be seen. Now I've, I made a lot of mistakes on that path, but here's a person my mother, who was turning 75 this year, who really has been in quite a kerfuffle for a long period of time. I mean, I pray every day that that there's some clarity and some discernment for her and that there is a, a peace. And what I meant by that, it's not peace like you get peace and solace. I'm talking about peace and when you make a decision. If you struggled with making that decision, once you've gotten to that point where you have made it, you should feel lighter. You should feel more like, okay, this is the road that we chose. I'm committed. I'm confident. You know, I made all the necessary thoughts, you know, thinking this through. And this is the course of action that I've decided to come up with. These are things that 
people learn how to do at 13, 14, 15, you know, obviously you get better at it when you get to college. Obviously you start to really get it going and perfecting it in your late twenties and early thirties. And then by the time you get to late thirties and forties, these things are just nestled with inside you. When you unfortunately deal with substance abuse as my family has, these things don't come natural to you whatsoever. You have to learn them. You have to create good traits. And that's really hard for somebody who has always taken the easy way out. And I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for my mother because I will, I want her to be able to tell her story. But I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of what's going on with me and why we didn't have a Friday pot. So I've been very busy um, trying to figure out where we are. And uh, unfortunately, where we are is in a place where basketball had to become a little bit less important. The NFL draft had to become a little less important. And I had to figure out how to deal with my feelings, uh, what I'm actually what I'm actually feeling, praying on it, how I can help her, you know, how I can be a good steward, how I can be a person that she wants around. You know, that she uh, looks to for comfort. You know, so I pray on these things every day. I pray on the right things to do for her in her journey as she gets closer to the end. And uh, it's been easier but I think we hit a new phase this week. I think we're in a phase where um, her body's starting to shut down a little bit. I'm not saying she is in trouble or anything like that. She's not. She's resting comfortably at a hospital right now. Um but I think this is, this kind of might be where we are. And I have to get comfortable with the uncomfortableness. Something that I had said something about this before. And being uncomfortable, being comfortable with the uncomfortableness basically is allowing yourself to understand like, hey, listen, this is, this is not going to be fun. This is, there's not going to be a lot of, ton of joy in this, but there will be nuggets there'll be granules of lessons there'll be granules of blessings and maybe not for yourself maybe these blessings are for somebody else that you can pass along to people you know who are going through some of the same things that that you have gone through maybe it's not any of that maybe it's you're just here and the great thing about it is is that uh I used to be a fixer, fix everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out 
Shout out to my exes. <laughs> uh, I said I wouldn't name them just for um, keeping their private lives private. But um, shout out to uh, to my exes. Boy. <laughs> Little did I know that I was also the problem. <laughs> said earlier in this podcast that we were going to be consistent with podcasts. Unfortunately, um, I feel like I've let you guys down. I feel like I've uh, been derelict to my duty. And uh, I just didn't have it Friday. I tried to pull it together uh, yesterday. And for some reason, I couldn't. I just couldn't pull the trigger on turning the mic on. I couldn't pull the trigger on saying, hey, what about those Celtics or what about those Detroit Pistons or what about Aaron Rodgers to New York or whatever the case may be? Yes, I know. This is supposed to be a basketball pod, so keep it basketball, Vince. You know, the madness is going on. March Madness is going on, and uh, here's a little anecdote for you. <laughs> so my mom is obviously in a hospital with some she What it actually is is that she has she can't breathe, and what is actually happening is she's drowning. There's liquid, there's fluid that gets in between your lung and your heart, and for a lot of people, that just flows very well. <laughs> Unfortunately for my mother, it does not. And to counteract that, obviously, uh, or not counteract that, to to impact the problem or, in, or just compound the problem more. Actually, let me take this back. To compound the problem more, you put the aneurysm, you put the COPD, you put all the other issues that she has. And... Um, you get to this point where we're in and out of emergency every couple months. Now, this sucks for her. This sucks. And it sucks for me because I'm sad for her. The thing that she tried to avoid by not having or electing not to have the surgeries she didn't realize that she had actually signed herself up for more hospital visits by not having the surgery that would alleviate the aneurysm and uh, allow uh, blood flow to matriculate how it's supposed to be. She just couldn't see herself in the hospital, you know, in and out of the hospital for a year. Because that's what the doctors told her. It was going to be multiple surgeries because the aneurysm was so large. It was so um, advanced. This thing is doing some really, <clears throat> if you're a doctor, is doing probably some really cool stuff. If you're a person, it's doing some horrific, scary things. <laughs> and um, it was going to ha- obviously have to be done in sections and, and what have you. And she just, she said, no, I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that whatsoever. 
And I think she thought she was kind of pushing the hospital away. Little did she know that she was actually signing herself up for like a, you know, a two-year annual subscription of every couple of months going to the hospital. So that is where we are with that. But the funny anecdote that I wanted to tell you is that with the March Madness going on, obviously I've always talked about how I'm a UCLA fan. This is where the sports comes in, right? So she goes to the hospital and her biggest concern was, hey, can this TV get TNT? Because there's a UCLA matchup that I need to see. So if you guys want to know where my passion comes from when it comes to sports and, and when it comes to, to being able to share this with you guys, you look no further than the four foot eleven white lady that's laying in the hospital bed in Long Beach, California. That's where I, it came from. My mother was the person who threw the baseball with me. My mother was the person who threw the football with me. My mother was the person who rebounded for me um, when I was shooting hoops. My mother was excited at when the Super Bowl would come up. And she was there to wipe my tears away when UCLA lost to USC uh, when it came to going to the Rose Bowl or going uh, to certain bowls or whatever. So there's the sports with the life. But she was very concerned, not with all the things that are going on with her, not all of the things that you're trying to figure out with, man, I, I, I don't know if I'm coming out of the hospital. I don't know if this is it. I don't know. Am I ready? You know, because we have conversations like that. Are you ready? Do you feel ready? You know, and obviously nobody has an answer for that. But I mean, I think you can start getting yourself more together. I don't think you're ever ready. <laughs> Just as a FYI. Now, for people who have more, for, for people who have um, tasted a lot of success, obviously, being ready is like, you know, my kids are secure financially. I, you know, raise good kids, you know, and they're good. They're taken care of. You know, my wife is taken care of or my spouse is taken care of. Um, you know, if you left a legacy with a company, you know, you want to make sure that the right people are in place and that you're, you know, what you built uh is important to you and you want to see it kind of live on. Yeah, my mom wasn't thinking like that. She was thinking about, yo, 540 Pacific Standard Time, UCLA will be uh, playing their second round game and we are trying to get to the Sweet 16, so let's go. That's where she was. <laughs> so I know this was a long roundabout way to get to sports but this pod is specifically for Loretta Kern 
I love you, mom. And I dedicate this pod to you. <laughs> if you know me at all, <laughs> pretty stoic guy. Oh. Not stoic in the way of stoic all the time, but you know, I usually am able to uh, provide some comedy relief or just kind of deal with things or deal with things in a in a way. I definitely understand that she is going. I definitely understand that my mother, uh, the outlook doesn't look great but like I said on the life pod before my only job here is to be a servant allow her to have joy know that she has people in her life that love and care and think of her And if you haven't listened to the live pod, go back and listen to it. You know, I'll I'll hit on a little bit. She was a a victim of domestic violence for countless years. So for the women out there who are dealing with that, know this, you aren't alone. And know this, that your value of yourself is way bigger than the person beating on you. And uh, I hope you find the way to love yourself enough to get yourself out of that situation. But yeah, she she was concerned with the UCLA Bruins. She was concerned about how they were going to match up. How this second game without Jalen Clark was going to look. And was her boy Tiger Campbell because she loves his hair. And Jaime Jaquez Jr. We're going to be able to play well. So when you want to know about why I get psyched about the draft, NFL or NBA, or trades coming down, or spectacular play, or even when it's a hard situation like John Morant, who's coming back to us in next week. And I was harsh on Ja because I grew up in the inner city. I grew up in South Central LA. So I know. Now, scars prove it. <laughs> and uh, just, I hope for better for Ja. I hope that this, this little wake up call, this little 
kind of, if you want to call it, like, let's just kind of rub our brow, wipe the sweat off, and kind of go take a sigh and take a deep breath. He should. He should. And I really hope that he takes advantage of this opportunity to not one better himself, but what a great lesson that he can now bestow on others through this. And if he's vulnerable enough to talk about it, how this could impact young men coming into the league or even young, you know, even younger, like middle school and high school kids who are, who look up to Ja, who want to be like Ja Morant, who want to have an NBA career and be able to take care of their families like Ja Morant, who wants to have a Nike shoe deal like Ja Morant. I really hope that he has learned his lesson. I really hope that not just he's learned the lesson, but I really hope that he's starting to appreciate what he actually has and the the many gifts that God has given him because it all can be taken away from you just like that. So we hope that we see improvement off the court with John Morant. We hope that uh, now Memphis can uh, continue their, uh, their ascent up the Western conference standings and also Here's the thing. This makes for a more interesting playoffs, obviously, if John Morant is here. Now, we have no idea what that man is going to be going through. We have no idea what measures he is taking to better himself. And we don't know how those measures are going to affect him on the court. Because a lot of people think that your persona you know, some people can turn it on and off. Kobe was one of those people. He could turn it on and turn it off. Uh, LeBron is one of those people. Turn it on, turn it off. Actually, Kobe didn't turn it off. He just kept it on. He was like, this is me, probably going to be an a-hole, and this is how it's going to be. You're either going to like it or you're not, because there were just so many stories with him and not having, like, this, like, bunch of friends and, and what have you, and he wasn't a real going out type of person and, you know, just wanted to practice and play ball, man. (laughs) But you hope for Ja that, that his persona or whatever he was doing to kind of unleash the pressure valve, so to speak, that he finds another way that he can do that because that's going to be monumentally important Listen, I'm not a crew. Go out and have a good time. If you want to go out and drink and party, have a good time or whatever, you know, have a bunch of girls around you. If that's what you want, like if that's what you're choosing to do, by all means, do you. Keep that in private, though. Don't let that get out. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't allow yourself to be put in positions where your career, all of your, all of the things that you built up are now called in question. Because 
the media will start looking at his leadership qualities now. <clears throat> now that his decision-making process has been out there on display for the world. And by the way, shame on the guys who were around him who did not tell him that turning IG live on in the strip club was a bad look. So if you are part of John Morant's uh, contingency or his his uh, party, as I like to call it, you guys need to look yourself in the mirror. What what is your worth to this situation? Because we talked about it before. You got to have somebody around you that will tell you no, that will say, hey, John, I don't think this is the way we should be moving today. I don't think this is the proper way that we need to be hanging out. Maybe we should go get some shots up. Maybe we should go and get some, uh, <clears throat> you know, some, some cardio in or whatever. But this, this gun thing and, you know, acting all crazy in the strip club and whatever, that's all well and good. If you're not making $200 million, that your annual salary is like $44, $45 million a year. No, nah, you can't be active like that. You really can't. Now to my mother's uh, favorite team, the Lakers. Hey, Ma. Love you. Shouts out. We lost two in a row. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of good vibes around the Lakers. And then all of a sudden, Anthony Davis sits out the Houston game. Now, Albeit Houston is tanking, but they had just beat Boston, and then they went in and wrecked the Lakers in Houston. The Lakers then follow that up with a game in Dallas. Now, this game in Dallas did not have Luka, but you saw a very uninspired Lakers team. Now, <clears throat> There's a lot of things, a lot of blame going around and, and whatever. Here's the other thing, man. Now, whether those guys were on the team before or not, but once you do get there, you start to feel the weight. You start to feel the weight and the significance of what's going on. And maybe they just didn't have it. Now, if this was, you know early 2000s we're not worried about this because we're probably in first or second place and it's not a big deal but it's a big deal to a lot of laker fans including my mama that first of all ad is sitting out games but here's the thing you knew they were going to be cautious with him when he came back. Sorry about your schedule and or lack of success throughout the year, but your guy is not playing. AD is not playing in back-to-back -back games. That's the mandate from the medical staff. And you will follow that. And that is it. There's no question about that. But playing uninspired, it happens. There's just lulls in the year. Some days you just don't have it. Some days you just 
can't muster up. You know, I talked about it on this pod. You know, I had every intention on doing a pod on Friday until my mother was carted into an ambulance. Right? I had every thought imaginable to do this pod. And I just couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Was I sad? A little. Was I concerned? A lot. Was I praying? Yeah. But the one thing that I want to do, and I think I've said this before, but I really want everyone who is listening to me right now. I do this because I love to do it. And I love to do it for you. The servant posture that I have is not just for my mother, but it's for my audience. I want to bring you a good podcast every single time. That's my goal. Now, whether we meet it or exceed it or not live up, It's for you to decide. But know that the goal and the passion and the drive and is there for you. You know, um, yeah, I like to talk about sports and I would do this if there wasn't a microphone in front of me, 100%. But I do do this because I hope that it brings you some joy and I hope it brings you some, hey, oh, he, he says some stuff that I was not thinking of. So the Lakers have gone through some stuff. You know, with all the Westbrook antics and, and things of that nature that happened earlier in the year. And then the LeBron injury. And the uncertainty with that, with him doing everything in his power to get back as quickly as he possibly can. But now we're at this point where, you know, we're 60 plus games in the season. Um, Dudes have nagging injuries. Uh, In a lot of respects, you got to remember, there are six new guys on this team. How many of them have families? How many of them have wives? How many of them have like long-term girlfriends or whatever? And people say, oh, well, they have a ton of money and whatever. But to get those people there, if you were like, let's say D'Angelo Russell for a second. So this man is in Minnesota. He's with his best friend, Carl Anthony Towns. Now he's heard the rumors. He knows he might get traded. He understands he's done it before. He got traded from the Lakers to Brooklyn, you know, and then he went to um, Golden State, and then he went to Minnesota. So he's been around the league. He understands how it goes, but still, it still sucks to move. Think about us normal people and moving. Now, is it easier for D'Angelo Russell to move? Yes, he's probably not picking up a damn thing. 
but it's still unnerving to go to even a place that you're familiar with, but it's definitely changed since you've been there and you changed. Now, also, if you have a family or kids or whatever, now you got to navigate whether they're going to stay in your old town until the season's over. How much time do I get to see them? Is FaceTime enough? Then I got to navigate where I'm living in Los Angeles, where I'm, you know, where my car is going to be at. Like, listen, I understand that you don't feel a lot of sympathy for somebody making 20, 30 million dollars a year. I get it, but it's still a pain in the butt, man. Moving stuff, getting stuff done in a short period of time, because when a trade happens, it happens and that's it. You're gone. Now, you might be able to ask for a couple of days to get all of your affairs in order, but you don't have weeks. Think about a move. When you usually when people move, it's usually not out of the blue. Now, you might be blessed with a job that does put you in that situation, that you are so dynamic, so impactful, and God bless you if you are. And round of applause for you as well. And I mean that with all sincerity because, hey, listen, if you got the bag, you got the bag, and you know how I feel. Hey, if we don't if we don't stand for nothing at FRPC, Front Runner Podcast Collective, we are pro getting the bag. If you're getting cash, we are excited for you because we feel that you would work extra, extraordinarily hard to get that back. All right. So with that being said, you know, you're starting to move. You're starting to get everything together, the logistics, everything like that. There's a lot going on. Okay. Now you, you add that to an NBA player. <laughs> okay. And all the stuff that goes on around him, the people, the publicist, the PR person, the manager, the agent, the homies, the family, the extended family. You know, oh, we thought we were staying in Minnesota. Now we're not. We're bummed. Who's moving out to Los Angeles with you? Or are we not going to make that decision until the offseason? These are all things that are playing in this person's head. And then let's say for some reason, somebody doesn't agree with your point. Somebody doesn't agree with, oh, I don't think we should do it this way. Well, first of all, D'Angelo Russell is the breadwinner. So how it goes is how it goes. Um, Now, there might be a lot of discussion. I don't know how D'Angelo Russell handles his house in my house. There's discussion because I want to make sure there's not a stone that has been left unturned. I want to be able to see it from a bunch of different viewpoints. And then at that point, hopefully with prayer, I can make a really good decision. And usually I'm asking God for the right way to go. 
So discernment is key. But those are some of the, the pitfalls of moving around. I'm not saying that I'm not suggesting that it's on D'Angelo or it's not on D'Angelo. First of all, it is not on D'Angelo Russell that the Lakers have lost a couple games. Now, he's had bad shooting games, but like I said, we have no idea what's in his mind. And I understand that you could say, well, he can lay on $30 million to ease his mind. We all know that money is not everything. And people deal with things differently than others. I am sure that when you turn this podcast on, you didn't think that you were going to hear about how locked up I was the last couple of days mentally trying to figure out how I can muster up enough energy to do this pod for you guys. You know, they're human beings. D'Angelo Russell, uh, A.D. Shot. No, not Shaq. What am I doing? I'm so old. That's a that was an elderly moment right there. LeBron James, Malik Beasley, Troy Brown Jr. And not we're not even talking about the professional aspect of it. You look at Troy Brown Jr., you look at Malik Beasley, you look at some of these other guys, even D'Angelo Russell. These these guys are all on one-year contracts. They're playing for their next deal. So you're trying to incorporate dudes who are definitely looking for the bag next year and security and also play in a team concept. Does anybody see where there could be an issue? Can anybody see where human beings, human beings, I say, who are not perfect, can have a slump. So, Laker fans, this is your boy, and like I said, I love you guys with all my heart. I know you guys are struggling. I know the hurt is there. I'm with you guys. I understand, but let's ease off some of the destructive statements that I've seen on Twitter about certain individuals uh, not being on the team anymore, and let's get Kyrie over D'Angelo Russell. Let me tell you something. There is no way in hell you really want Kyrie and what he does and his stuff. Trust me. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Laker fans, ask Brooklyn Net fans. I know you don't like to talk to him, but ask Boston Celtics fans about Kyrie Irving and his inability to make up his mind. So, so we have a game today against the Orlando Magic. We will see how that goes. If the Lakers come out uh, sluggish, Orlando is one of those teams that will smack them and smack them good. Paulo Banchero is awesome. Franz Wagner is awesome. The 
these guys, this team is definitely headed in the right direction. And I cannot wait to see what they look like next year with another pick. Think about it. This team is getting more talented next year. We don't know if it's going to be a high, high draft pick, but there's a, enough dudes in this draft that I'm safely saying <sighs> legitimate difference makers. Let me see. Let me think about this. Give me one second. I know this is bad podcasting, but give me a second. People would say there was something like six or seven difference makers in this draft. I don't know if I believe that. I believe there are three. I think there's some people on the fringe of it. Now, if they hit, we can get to the six or seven or eight people that people were talking about. But uh, as far as high leverage role players or contributors like starters to a team, there's got to be like 14 guys in this in this draft class. Easy. And this is without doing a ton of work. Cam Whitmore, awesome. The Thompson twins, Asar and Ahmed Thompson, both fantastic. Walker from Houston, excellent. Grady Dick from Kansas, who's been eliminated, gone. He's going to be good. Jed Howard from Michigan seems to be moving up the draft boards. So we have enough dudes in this draft that Orlando is going to get somebody pretty significant. They need a guard desperately. Somebody who can get them in and in their actions. And if the clock starts to dwindle down, we can get the ball to our necessary go-to guys and, you know, get them a, a, a bucket. So they need ball handlers, and a point guard would be uh, nice if they can get one. Don't don't reach. But if there's a point guard out there, go ahead and wrap that up. Now, with that being said, um, let's see if there's anything else that we need to talk about. Uh, like I said, the madness has been going on. We're going to have a pod. We're probably going to do more pods. We're probably going to do multiple pods all day. For like the next two or three. Um, I know that we have a Monday pod, which is usually the football pod. So that will definitely hit the way it should. I think there will be a different type of basketball pod because obviously this seems like a verbal love letter to Loretta Kern on a podcast. So I am sorry that you guys, <laughs> if you guys turn this off in the first 10 minutes, I definitely understand. If you didn't and you listen to the whole thing, um, just know that you are hearing a son love his mother and uh, hope and pray that uh, everything turns out all right. And if it doesn't, we hope and pray that her eternal sleep 
is restful. So we will be back tomorrow. <laughs> Usually we do not have a Sunday pod. Uh, like I said, again, I do apologize for that. Um, I do not want to miss pods. I, I Trust me on that. But I couldn't give it to you. I couldn't give it to you until today. Honestly, I just didn't have it. And for that, I'm sorry. Well, uh, we will rally and we will bounce back and we will lean on our people who are there for us. We will lean on our church family who are there for us. And we will get through this. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow on the Monday pod. And we hope to have Nico back tomorrow. He was, uh, he had no idea I was going to end up doing this, honestly. Uh, Normally we have conversations. Obviously it's been muddled with, uh, Stuff he's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, some stuff that hopefully I want to say in two months we can talk about, but uh, we'll see. Along with the marriage, with the wedding, <laughs> so he's got a lot going on. There's a lot on his plate, so I'm actually kind of happy that we were able to uh, get a pot in and not use his voice because you know, I know that he uh. He wants to be here, but he spreads himself thin to be here. Uh, and I appreciate him so much. You know, and this is not your normal pod. I understand that you don't usually get a bunch of warm and fuzzies and all that sort of stuff from me. Usually you get jokes, you get numbers, and hopefully you get inside information that I have somehow dug up, listened to on a pod. Uh, just done some kind of like, if I was in that position, what would I think? And following up with other people. That's what you guys come to expect here. But every once in a while, you are going to get this. And, uh, you know, I know I have been promising a life pod, but, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, the person can't cooperate because their body won't cooperate. So the days that we think we can go ahead and knock out a life pod with my mother on it, she hasn't felt well. Plain and simple. So it's not like we're trying to hold it back from you, but life gets in the way. And with that being said, let's uh let's look to these games today. In the madness, real quick. Obviously, UCLA is going to the Sweet 16. We got that. Eight clap all day. Fours up. Shout out to my boy Jaime Hikes Jr. And shout out to Tiger Campbell. And also shout out to Amani Bailey, who has stepped up his gameplay over the last, I would say, since the conference tournament. It's been a lot better. And my mother is excited. So, Jaime Jaquez, 
Tiger Campbell and Amon Bailey are really helping the spirits of my mother. So, you know, I don't know how many UCLA fans are out there. But if you're not a UCLA fan, let's jump on the bandwagon. Is there any way that that they can win? They can win number twelve. And I know they're doing it for Jalen Clark, but in our little community, is there any way that we can get UCLA to rally the troops for the four foot eleven white lady that's in the in the hospital? Is there any way that we as a community can grow the mojo to have UCLA win? And trust me, if you think for one second that won't make her feel better then you are definitely listening to the wrong pod. Because that chick loves the Steelers. She has terrible taste in college football teams with USC. And I listen, if you're a USC fan, I get it. But you got to understand, I am a UCLA guy. So, therefore, unfortunately where I will not be biased when it comes to analyst stuff and observations, you know, Tommy Trojan, that I do not like you with your private school having self. You know that. You know you've been a thorn in our side for many a decade. So, but... She's a USC football fan. She's a UCLA basketball fan. Uh, she's a Dodger fan, and she is a Laker fan. So that is my mother's fandom. <clears throat> Hopefully we will um, at some point get her on to talk about that fandom. Um, but the breathing issue has kept her off mics. Not because it does not sound good. Just She just can't talk for any kind of period of time. So um, not for this, you know, when you're giving a lot of energy into this. So if she feels better, she will make her appearance on the pot. If she doesn't, then we'll just have to do these every once in a while and just kind of talk it through. So I really appreciate everybody Everybody who listens to these pods, um, we have people in Germany, we have people in Brussels, we have people in Australia. For some reason, we have people in Ashburn, Virginia, who download the pod regularly. Um, we have some, we have some really loyal peeps, and I just want to first just send my appreciation to those who find this entertaining. And if you do find this entertaining and hopefully you find this a little uh, informative, tell a friend. Um, we need numbers just like every podcast, obviously, you know, I would, you know, I like to have sponsors and be able to show them numbers of growth and what have you. So if you appreciate this pod, Tell a friend and download and subscribe 
and give us five stars and follow us on Twitter, which is uh, FrontRunnerPC and at NicoFRPC. But man, I've, I've seen people in Singapore, literally, like I'm looking at the map and seeing people all across this globe that download this podcast. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful. And I hope that this pod wasn't too cheesy and it wasn't too emotional and it wasn't too crazy. And yes, we didn't hit on a lot of basketball, but know that we are, they are number one seed hunting out there. Like, be careful out there, number one seeds for the March Madness. You guys are an endangered species. But uh, this basketball pod, obviously, um, is a little bit different. And um, you might get one of these every once in a while. Because as a creative person, when we're hurt or when we're going through stuff, this is how we get through it creatively. And I hope that uh, this was somewhat enjoyable for you. And uh, we will see you Monday. So with that being said, for my guy, because I will definitely do it for the Canadian bomber, the Canadian shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, and the Canadian Zach Lowe, my brother, I love you. Uh, I know you haven't heard from me in a couple of days, and uh, we tried. We missed each other, but um, all is well, my man. All is well. And with, with that being said, we are signing off. I'm Vince. And for Nico, who's not here, we love, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Tell a friend about us. Tell a friend about RFPC. If they like football, you know Monday they're getting it. If they like basketball, you know Friday, normally they're getting it. And every once in a while, we're going to drop a life pod. So today is a basketball life pod. I don't know what it is. What it is is a babbling idiot speaking into a microphone and hoping that this reaches someone who's going through something and just know that when it's completely dark, light will find its way in. I believe that with all my heart, my faith is strong in God. He will carry me through this situation. And I hope that uh, you guys will uh, pray for my mother a little bit. And um, you know what? Also, reach out to somebody that you're close to today. If you can physically, give them a hug, look them straight in the eye and say, I really, really love you and I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think we do it enough. I don't think we... uh, handle ourselves accordingly enough. But uh, if this pod makes you feel a certain way, I really hope that you reach out to somebody today. 
that you probably haven't talked to in a while. Just catch up with them and say, hey, just wanted to, you know, tell you I love you. And, you know, you, you know, you're in my thoughts. So with that being said, we are going to sign off um, again. Thanks to everyone who is downloading and subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for the listens. I so, so appreciate it. And again, tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell a parent, tell a gas uh, person, a gas, uh, 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 my God, I messed that one up. So tell someone who works at a gas station behind one of those windows when you are asking to put 90 to $125 in your tank um, to download the podcast. Let's build the community. And by the way, you don't have to hit me up to give me well wishes on my mother or anything like that. But if you have a question about your team, whether it's football or basketball, uh, you definitely can hit me up at FrontRunnerPC or at Nico, and that's N-I-C-O-F-R-P-C, and that is Nico Miatello's Twitter handle. Um, again, I'm babbling, so I'm just going to turn off the mic at this point. Uh, appreciate you guys. You guys have a good one, and we will see you tomorrow. So I can't wait, and we will be back tomorrow. Stay mage. And enjoy yourselves and enjoy the madness that is going to happen today. And for those teams and for those schools and for everybody who is biting their nails and whatever, man, this is a great time of year. So we'll see you Monday with some football out.